Hello and welcome to Life for Living. My name is Pat Kilby. I'm the pastor at Cary First Baptist Church in Cary, North Carolina. Light for Living is a podcast designed to share biblical truth from a fresh perspective with an emphasis on relevant and practical application for our life. So currently we're teaching through the book of Revelation. Today we're continuing the study of Revelation chapter 6. So Revelation chapter 6 trans- transitions from a scene of worship in heaven to a, a, a now a time of, of woe and distress upon the earth. We call this the, the tribulation. So the tribulation is a seven-year period, and it begins with the lamb who's been slain, who is opening the first of seven seals. So Revelation 6, 1 through 8, uh, then I saw the lamb open one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures say with a voice like thunder, come. I looked, and there was a white horse. Its rider held a bow. A crown was given to him, and he went out as a conqueror in order to conquer. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come. Then another horse went out, a fiery red one, and its rider was allowed to take peace from the earth so that people would slaughter one another, and a large sword was given to him. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come. And I looked, and there was a black horse. Its rider held a set set of scales in his hand. Then I heard something like a voice among the four living creatures say, A quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius, but do no harm to the oil and the wine. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come. And I looked, and there was a pale green horse. Its rider was named Death, and Hades was following after him. They were given authority over a fourth of the earth to kill by the sword, by famine, by plague, and by the wild animals of the earth. So the four horsemen of the apocalypse describe what takes place on the earth during the first half of the tribulation. Um, The events described by the four horsemen of the apocalypse are intense days, intense days of severe judgment upon the earth. These events are dreadful days of horror, shock, devastation, intense suffering, and death. So when the Lamb who is Jesus breaks the seals on the scroll, the scroll we need to understand is the title deed to all of God's creation. Jesus literally is taking the scroll, breaking the seals, and this process is the redeeming of the earth back to himself. And in redeeming the earth back to himself, he's unleashing the judgment of God upon the earth. So the four horsemen of the apocalypse are, and we saw this one last week, the rider on the white horse. He represents conquering peace. The rider on the fiery red horse represents war. The rider on the black horse represents famine. And the rider on the pale horse represents death. In quick review, the rider on the white horse, he is riding a white horse, but he's not Christ. He's an imitator. He's the Antichrist, and he brings conquering peace. He has a weapon, which is a bow, without arrows, meaning he will uh, will bring about peace without war. He'll bring about peace without conflict. The horseman's crown, it's a fake crown. Uh, it's interesting. The, the crown that he has is Stephanos, which is a crown for participating. The, the crown that Jesus has when he comes back on a, on a white horse is diadem, which suggests or means royalty. So Jesus is the Messiah. The horseman here on a white horse is the Antichrist. He's a fake. He's a cheap imitation. Then we have the horseman's purpose. His purpose is to conquer the world and set up his kingdom. So the Antichrist will rise to power in a difficult time of economic, economic adversity. There will be poverty, suffering, 
and war in various places all over the world. The Antichrist will captivate the world with his charisma. He will be eloquent, brilliant. He'll have political savvy. He'll be a great orator. He will be able to do what no other president, dictator, ruler, politician, or group of politicians have ever done. He will establish stability in the world through establishing stability in financial markets. And through this process, he'll bring a short period of worldwide peace. So now we continue. Revelation 6 through through 8 describes the next three horsemen of the apocalypse. So the rider on the fiery red horse represents war. Let's look at verses 3 and 4. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come. Then another horse went out, a fiery red one, and its rider was allowed to take peace from the earth. Get that. Was allowed to take peace from the earth so that people would, get this, slaughter one another, and a large sword was given to him. Let me tell you, when Satan has reign, when he has free reign and he's allowed to do what he wants to do, peace is not the answer. Peace is not what he brings. He brings devastation. He brings death. He brings destruction. So the red horse represents war. At the beginning of the tribulation, a brief time of peace will be followed by an intense time of war. So intense, Jesus told his disciples, Matthew 24, 6 and 7, You're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not alarmed, because these things must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. The first half of the tribulation will be a time of unprecedented war. Now, throughout history of the world, there have been continuous wars. Matter of fact, doing some research, I came across an article, and it defines clearly what war is. War is defined as an active conflict that has claimed more than 1,000 lives. In this article, the question was posed, has there ever been peace in the world? Over the past 3,400 years, humans have been entirely at peace for 268 of them. Did you hear that? In the last 3,400 years, only 268 years have been filled with peace. Or in other words, just 8% of recorded history. How many people have been died in war? Have died in war? That's, that's really hard to calculate. At least 108 million were killed in the wars in the 20th century. Estimates for the total number killed in wars throughout all of human history range from on the very, 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 very low side of 150 million to 1 billion. Most researchers would say it's closer to 1 billion or even more have been killed in the history uh, of the earth through war. War has several other effects on population, uh, including decreasing the birth rate by taking men away from their wives. The reduced birth rate during World War II is estimated to have caused a population deficit of more than 20 million people. So the bloodiest and most deadly wars of the past will not and do not compare to what is coming in the tribulation. The second horseman of the apocalypse, he's given authority and he will take this sword and many humans will be slaughtered. He will usher in a period of global conflict and war such as never been seen before. This time of conflict and war will be so devastating that unless the days were cut short, no one would be spared. Jesus shared this with his disciples in Matthew 24 as well as Mark chapter 13. The second horseman of the apocalypse will unleash the bitter forces of hell upon the earth. 
the war and devastation will decimate any remaining hope or peace on the earth. So just just think about this. If you think that lasting peace is coming, it will not come, it does not come, it cannot come until Jesus comes back in his second appearing. When he comes back, he comes back to take over, and he's going to rule with a rod of iron, but he's going to be the the Messiah, the God of peace. The world will rest on his shoulders. Until then, there will be no lasting peace. The world we live in, it seems to be in constant turmoil, and there seems to be this threat of, of war just bubbling under the surface. Even now when we watch the news or, or we read what's going on, there's conflict in the Middle East. There's conflict in, just in Africa and all parts of the world. It just seems that war, battles, conflict is just bubbling just under the surface. And if we don't do things just right, war is just going to, to explode. That's now the tribulation, the second horseman is going to bring a, a time of unprecedented war, devastation, and destruction. So during the time of tribulation, the Antichrist will usher in a time of peace, followed by a time of war and devastation on the earth. That is followed by the rider on the black horse. The rider on the black horse represents famine. Let's look at Revelation 6, 5, and 6. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come. And I looked, and there was a black horse. Its rider head held a set of scales in his hand. Then I heard something like a voice among the four living creatures say, A quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius, but do not harm the oil and the wine. So I want you to understand before we look at the black horse, there's a succession of things happening. These four horsemen, one is peace, false peace, followed by war. War is devastating and it affects the entire earth. And one of the effects of war is famine. So there's peace followed by war. War is followed by by famine. The rider on the black horse represents famine and suffering. A natural result, once again, of the devastation of war is is famine, starvation, hunger. Wars have a devastating impact on agriculture. Because of the wars going on all over the world, there will be a worldwide shortage of food. The shortage of food will be so great, the price of food will, will skyrocket. A quart of wheat is equivalent to... Uh, Basically a loaf of bread, basically a loaf of bread, or what it takes for one human to eat for a day. The shortage will be so great, the price of food will skyrocket, inflation will just go out of the roof, that a cost of a day's supply of food will be one day's wage, one day's wage, but it gets worse. Barley is cheaper. A person will be able to buy three quarts of barley for a day's wage. So basically, people have a choice. Do you want to eat flour or human food, or do you want to eat animal food? Because literally, that's what barley is. Barley is is equivalent to what is used to make food for dogs, cats, and livestock. So has anyone, anyone ever tried dog food or meow mix? If I have, it's only been by accident. 
But in, in the tribulation, this war is going to have such a devastating effect. One of the effects is the shortage of food. And people will not just be hungry, people will be starving. They will be starving, causing the, the and the lack of food will cause such a, a sharp inflation or sharp increase in prices. A person will work for a day just to buy, just to buy one day's supply of food, human food. But you can get three days' supply of dog food or cat food or food that would feed livestock. Now, I want you to get something. Notice there is no mention of, of meat of any kind. I imagine that Spam would be a treat in these days. Matter of fact, some of you might think Spam's pretty good. Uh, but in this day, there will be, there is no mention of, of meat. So there's wheat or there's barley. Once again, wheat is what we use to make flour, to make bread. Barley is what they use. It's the main ingredient in dog food, cat food, what they feed livestock. Then there's this warning, do not harm the oil and the wine. This refers to the value of oil and wine for cooking purposes. You really can't make a loaf of bread unless you've got the, the other ingredients, and that's what this talking to. So it says, take care of it. Do not waste it, ruin it, or destroy it. It's difficult to prepare food without the oil and the wine necessary. So the black horse of the apocalypse will usher in a severe time of, of famine and inflation that will lead to suffering and starvation. Now, as Americans, we really can't fathom what it means to be hungry or starving. Now, I know that there are hunger issues. I get that. But in America, we still don't understand and we really can't fathom what it means to be hungry or starving. Matter of fact, in America, we throw away more than most people in other countries eat. In America, I would say we're spoiled. I would also say we're, we're picky. In America, we struggle with the decision of where we're going to eat. We don't struggle with what we're going to eat. Matter of fact, it's a conversation I've, I've had with, with many people, you know, who decides where you're going to eat? <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a first world problem, not a third world problem. In third world countries, they're, they're just hoping they can find something to eat. In the tribulation, that's going to be the case. If you have money, you can eat if you have money, but you won't eat much. If you don't have money, you'll do whatever you can do to find food. It's going to be an unprecedented time of struggle, starvation, and turmoil. Last but not least, we come to the rider on the pale green horse. The, the rider on the pale green horse represents death. Look at Revelation 6, 7, and 8. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come. And I looked, and there was a pale green horse, or an ashen horse. There's really no, no color. Its rider was named Death, and Hades was following after him. They were given authority. They were given authority over a fourth of the earth to kill by the sword, by famine, by plague, and by the wild animals of the earth. So during the tribulation, a fourth, 25% of the world's population will be killed. The fourth, horse is, the fourth 
That's a mouthful to say. The fourth horse of the apocalypse will usher in a period of death. This period of death will be so massive that one of four people will die. Death will be rampant and widespread because of four reasons. Number one, there's war, starvation, plague or pestilence, and animals of the earth. So this pale horse, um, literally this, the color here, it's the color of death. If you've ever seen a corpse, it's it's pale. It's It has an ashy green kind of color. There, there is no color. There's no life. So this pale green horse ushers in death, and Hades, the abode of the dead, follows right after it. So death and Hades are, are coming, and they have power. They've been given authority to take a fourth of the world's population. They will take a fourth of the world's population through war. Those who aren't killed in war will be killed through starvation. The cumulative effects of famine lead to significant increases in, in death. Because of the war, there will be a shortage of food, which leads to famine. Famine leads to starvation. Then there's also this plague, plague or pestilence. It's not difficult to understand the power of sickness and disease that lead to significant increases in death during this time. You see, because of war, there will be infection and disease. Starvation will just compound that. And when people are weak, they're sick, and they're infected, it leads to death by plague or pestilence. So people that are weak will be infected with contagious diseases or possibly biological warfare. Now, let me just go ahead and add this. And some people have asked me, um, is COVID-19, could we be in, in the tribulation? Well, first of all, let me go back. The tribulation doesn't begin until the church is taken away. When the church is taken away, the tribulation begins. So the church has not been taken away, but I will tell you this about this pandemic going to, it is a, it's a clear picture of what can happen. In the United States of America, we have lost 500,000 people to this infection, to this, this virus. Just imagine what happens when the rider on the pale green horse is, is given authority to take away basically 2 billion people off the face of the earth. He will do this through war, starvation, plague, pestilence, disease, viruses, and then get this, get this. This is, this is wild to me, the animals of the earth or the beasts of the earth, depending on what translation. So death and Hades is given authority or the the rider on the pale horse is given authority to take a fourth of the world's population. If he were to come today, basically two billion people, animals of the earth. What do you think he's talking about here? Well, it's some research. The most dangerous animal to humans are rodents, specifically rats. Rats are incredibly cunning. They have strong survival instincts. They're seemingly built to be the ultimate pest known to man. 
Rats are known to carry up to 35 diseases. One pair of rats, get this, one pair of rats can produce 500 million rats in three years. One pair of rats can produce 500 million rats in three years. Because it's possible for rats to transmit diseases to humans, they are a a huge threat and I believe will be a major influencer, and the scripture bears witness to this in the tribulation to a large to a cause of a to cause of death for a large amount of people. Rats can trans rats can rats can transmit disease if they bite or scratch humans. Also, they transmit disease by leaving their droppings and urine around the home. Fleas from rats also transmit bubonic plague, typhus, and hantavirus. Just some more information about rats and their devastation. I know I'm probably grossing you out by now. So if you have mice or rats, get rid of them. Get rid of them. They're danger to you now, but in the tribulation, they're going to be a significant danger, and they will be responsible for taking the lives of a lot of humanity because of sickness and disease. Pope Gregory IX, the Bishop of Rome in the 13th century, inadvertently caused the rat population to explode hastening the the spread of the Black Death. He believed cats to be the incarnation of Satan, um, which led to mass extermination of cats at the time. Taking away cats took away a key predator to keep the rat numbers in check around medieval Europe. Because he hated cats and, and sought to exterminate them, the rat population exploded, leading to the, uh, the curse of or the plague of Black Death. The Black Death of the 14th century wiped out 60% of Europe's population, about 50 million at the time in just a few short years. So, the cumulative effects, the cumulative effects of war, starvation, plague, and animals will destroy a fourth of the world's population in a brief period of time. The events described by the, by the four horsemen of the apocalypse are intense days. Intense days of severe judgment upon the earth. These events are dreadful days of horror, shock, devastation, intense suffering, and death. So once again, the four horsemen of the apocalypse are the rider on the white horse who represents conquering peace, the rider on the fiery horse who represents war, the rider on the black horse who represents famine, and the rider on the pale green horse who represents death. The four horsemen of the apocalypse represent the four seals that are broken, the first four seals that are broken. The first four seals represent the first half of the tribulation. So what I've just described for you is going to happen in the first half. And this is called the first half of the tribulation. After the fourth seal is broken, we come to the fifth, and we'll start looking at that next week. That is the beginning of the great tribulation. So it's going to get worse. It's going to get much more intense, much more grave, much more grim. So the first four uh, seals, they describe what's happening, the first part of the tribulation. After that, we get to the great tribulation. So next week, we will examine seals five and six. So I want to thank you for listening to the podcast this week, and I would encourage you, 
not only to continue to listen, but also encourage others to to listen. Invite your family members, your friends, neighbors, coworkers, and acquaintances to join us as we continue to study the book of Revelation. Before we uh, leave this podcast, I also want you to be much in prayer, those of you who are listening. Uh, if you live in the Cary area, be much in prayer for our church. Easter's coming. Let's pray that the Spirit of God is going to work in the lives of people that will come to church and they will hear the good news about Jesus, the good news that, that, that saves us and spares us from this horrific time that we've just talked about in the tribulation. So once again, uh, be much in prayer for us. Thank you for joining us today on Light for Living, and I hope you have a great week.